Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. The 12th chapter of Romans from the epistle for today's Mass. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Today's epistle gives a very important statement of your, on your way of life. How to handle the negative things that happen to you as you traverse the road of life. The slings and arrows of outrageous fortune. We find it is only natural, for instance, to have the last word in an argument. We must have the last word. Or to be happy when the tables turned on you are turned on the people who turn on you. We seem not to be able to be at peace when someone supposedly gets away with something that they did to us. We want justice, swift and immediate, justice that we would approve of. Whether it's something done by a relative or a neighbor or someone you work with or an enemy, you have been hurt. And that person has to pay. In the days of the Old Testament, you could invoke the Lex Talionis, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, which simply redresses the wrong by exacting a similar punishment on the person who wronged you to begin with. Is that the answer? Dr. Martin Luther King said no. That an eye for an eye, a tooth for the tooth, leaves everyone blind. Is that really justice? Of course, we would sort of modify it, modify the policy of the eye for an eye, a tooth for the tooth, and have it read, two eyes for an eye. Such a repayment is vengeance and leaves us wanting more. We never seem to be satisfied, do we? We want more. Is that not enough? Never enough. If you want to get back at someone for doing something against you or what you perceive to be something against you, why employ something that contradicts who you are as a Christian? You forfeit the high ground and level yourself down to the state of the offender. In this morning's epistle, reading from Romans, St. Paul quotes from the book of Deuteronomy, which admonishes us, Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay. Now, that sounds good, but we're not content with this either. 
For we are the exception. St. Paul said, well, no, if St. Paul only knew my mother-in-law. If he only knew that embittered, egotistical co-worker of mine. If he only knew my annoying neighbor. If he only knew that bullying classmate. He would see things differently. We seem to be demanding justice, but we are not. What we really are demanding is revenge. And revenge is not justice. Evening the score is not justice. If a husband brutalizes his wife mercilessly, day after day, would you think justice would be for her to sh shoot him? That's not justice. But she should do two things. The first is to forgive him from her heart. That's difficult, but it's true. The second thing is to call the police. There is no war between mercy and justice. A good many people have difficulty in forgiving someone because they misinterpret forgiveness as a sign of approval for the wrong done. If they could only see the truth, there would be no problem in the forgiving. A good example is St. John Paul II. On May 13th, 1980, he was shot by Muhammad Ali Ashka in a failed attempt to assassinate him. The Pope almost died. And even though he didn't die, he suffered till the day of his death from all kinds of ailments as a result of the shot. As soon as he could, he forgave him his would-be murderer from his hospital bed. In a broadcast message from his hospital room, he forgave him again. From the window in his Vatican apartment, he forgave him once more. He went to the prison where his would-be murderer was, and he prayed with him, embraced him, forgave him. But he did not ask the Italian government to release him. Ashka spent 20 years in jail for that until he was released to go serve time for another crime he had done. There's more to the quotation from Deuteronomy than is usually heard. The whole quotation for Deuteronomy is this. Revenge is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay in due time. Now, if you had difficulty accepting the biblical dictum the first time, you'd have to be more likely to accept it the second. 
If I forego revenge, I want the Lord's vengeance swift. We want that heavenly vengeance now. Unacceptable? Yes. But given our fallen human nature, understandable. Ah, remember Jonah. Reluctant to do the work of the Lord, he was swallowed up by a great fish. Well, after three days, the whole whale spat him up on the shore near Nineveh. A word of caution. If any one of you should be asked by God, do something, and you don't want to, and you refuse, don't walk by any body of water. Jonah was called by God to recall that wicked city of Nineveh to repentance. The response of the citizens to the preaching of Jonah was immediate. They repented. But Jonah was not happy. He was not happy because the people obviously had somehow opposed him and taunted him and perhaps even made fun of him for his prophetic utterances. But the Lord God forgave them and did not punish them. Jonah was unhappy, not because they had offended God, but because they had offended him. He wanted revenge. St. Luke records how the disciples of Christ get upset when the Samaritans refused to receive Christ in their own country. The disciples asked her by the Lord, Lord, do you want us to call down fire from heaven and consume them? Christ said no and rebuked them for their way of thinking. So with us, when confronted with evil, we should not reply with another evil. But as St. Jose Maria Escriva says, we should drown evil in abundance of good. A theologian a theologian in the early church origin said there are two ways of dealing with anyone who has offended you. The first is to simply let it pass. Let it go. Let it pass. But once the fury is past, it rarely ever returns. The second way is to just give it to God, to stir up the wrath against the, on the Day of Judgment, when God will deal with everyone according to their works. And God will punish the offender more severely than we could ever hope to. Leave it to God. Leave it to God to follow, any, to follow up any wrong that is done to you. And remember, 
God does not forget. Recall what St. Jerome said, He who avenges himself is not worthy of the vengeance of the Lord. Uh, some years back, I had the fortune to meet Joseph Teralia and invited him to speak at the parish I was pastor of, St. Lawrence. Joseph Teralia was a Ukrainian mystic visionary who was imprisoned by the Soviet Union for 23 years. For what was his crime? The horrendous crime of bring, bringing a Bible into Russia. He was only 19. When he was released, he was 42. Released by the communists under pressure from President Ronald Reagan. Imprisoned, Tiraya was beaten, starved, and tortured. In the cold of the Siberian winter, he was put outside with, without sufficient clothing, and then they threw water on him. So in fact, at least once, his jaw was frozen shut. His jailer was an exceptionally cruel man who seemed to take delight in giving Teraya pain. This guard thought up the torture of freezing Teraya. All through these years of torture, Teraya forgave his torturer and prayed for him. 23 years. After 23 years, the mercy of God overcame the guard. He converted, took instructions from Joseph Teraya, became a Catholic, and he ended up in that prison. A young man whom I know who taught religion in a high school was constantly berated by the fellow, his fellow religion teachers. Why? Because he insisted in teaching the Catholic faith that comes to us from the apostles. One day he was summoned to the principal's office. And the, the nun who kept him there um, waiting for over an hour then called her into, him into the office. And she threw all sorts of insults and derogatory remarks at him. When she had finished what she was saying, she said, I know what is wrong with you. You are mentally ill. You need to see a psychiatrist. The, the, the young man did not answer her, did not argue with her, 
did not offer defense. But when she was finished, he said, Sister, despite what you have said, I still love you and I forgive you. The sister screamed and ran out of the office. Nothing is won through revenge. However, to overcome evil with good is true victory. For it is written in the Bible, in Proverbs 25, If your enemy is hungry, give him food. If your enemy is thirsty, give him a drink of water. For so you will heap coals of fire upon his head. And the Lord will reward you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.